0: Welcome to Parsha Partners, the podcast that aims to put the pupil and the pill pool back in the study of the weekly Torah portion. My name is Aviv Matskin, and I am extremely fortunate to be a teacher in a Jewish day school in the heart of Silicon Valley. Fortunate because I get to come to work every day to learn from a group of young, brilliant Torah scholars who read biblical text with fresh eyes and sensitivities. Now, after years of training and then learning from these creative readers, I decided it's just a Shanda not to share their beautiful teachings with a wider audience. So, I'm inviting you to come with us on a brief journey through a small section of this week's Pasha. Partner with us, a group of young students and an old teacher, as we try to uncover layers of meaning through the sharing of questions, connections, inferences, and predictions. Let's begin by meeting our young scholars today.
1: Hi, I'm Mai, and I'm in seventh grade. Hi, I'm Aviv, and I'm in fifth grade. Hi, I'm Or, and I'm in third grade.
0: Welcome. I'm so excited to study Torah with you. By the looks on your faces, you're a little nervous. You don't know what we're about to study, and that's just the way we like it. So for the listening audience, we are studying Parashat Bo, the third Pasha portion in the book of Shmot Exodus. We'll be looking at chapter 10, psukim 7 through 11. But first, we need to go back a little bit to chapter 5. If you want to follow along with us, you can just listen in as we do our interpretation. We'll be reading the verses in English. But if you want to hit pause right now, Go to Ahumash, a Bible, or sepharia.org, pull up Exodus chapter five, verses one through three, and Exodus chapter seven, verses seven through ten. All right, let's jump right in here. Aviv, you're reading us first chapter five.
2: Afterwards Moses and Aaron went and said to Pharaoh, this is what Adonai, God of Yisrael, said. Send my people so they may celebrate a festival to me in the wilderness. Pharaoh said, Who is Adonai that I should obey his voice? I do not know Adonai, nor will let Bani Israel go. They said to him, The God of the Hebrews has revealed himself. Please allow us to take a three-day journey into the wilderness and let a sacrifice to Adonai our God, lest he strikes us with the plague of the sword.
0: All right, as we do in class, let's start with any questions, observations, connections that you have.
2: Uh, it doesn't really make a lot of sense that it says, so they may celebrate a festival to me. What do they mean? What does he mean by like to me, he's kind of finding an excuse to get away so he can, like, I think that they're not actually gonna have a festival. I think that they're gonna go to the festival and then just go past and find um, the holy land. And I think he's trying to get away from Egypt.
0: Are you saying he's lying to Pharaoh? He's like, hey, Pharaoh, do you think uh, we can uh, maybe uh, go for three days? But sh- don't tell anyone. We're really going to escape.
2: Well, I think that he's not lying. He's just kind of getting an excuse to get away from Egypt.
0: Okay, but then he's not going to come back.
2: Yeah. I know, and then the Pharaoh will never find them because he doesn't know where the Holy Land is.
1: Well, I think Moses is too smart to do that. I think he knows that if he goes and doesn't come back within three days, then Pharaoh's gonna chase him. And sh- Pharaoh obviously has a much bigger army, so it won't give them that much of an advantage.
0: Okay, Maya, if this is a losing strategy, if Pharaoh's not going to be tricked by this simple ploy, let's see if after seven plagues have destroyed much of Egypt, Moses changes his tune. Will you read for us chapter 10, Pasuk 7?
1: Pharaoh's servants said to him, how long will this man be a menace to us? Send these people out and let them worship Adonai their God. Do you not yet realize that Egypt is being destroyed? Moshe and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh, and he said to them, Go worship Adonai your God. Exactly who will be going? Moshe said, With our young and with our old, we will go. With our sons and with our daughters. With our sheep and with our cattle, we will go. For it is a festival to Adonai for all of us.
0: All right, we'll stop there. Any questions?
1: When it means our young ones and our old
2: ones, what about ones that are in the middle? Are they not going to take them?
0: Beautiful, Yes.
2: It's nice that he's doing it for everyone and not just for himself.
0: Ah, so you're saying Moses is being inclusive. I could just go and do it myself, do the sacrifices, but let's have everybody come along. Okay, or let's see if you're right. Read for us from Pasuk 10.
2: He, Pharaoh, said to them, So be it. May Adonai be with you, just as I will send you and your little little ones. Beware, for evil confronts you. This is not right. Only the adult men should go and worship Adonai, for this is what you desire. He had them expelled from Pharaoh's presence.
0: Well, it sounds like Moses is using the same excuse. We're going for three days for a festival. And as you said earlier, Mai, Pharaoh is not convinced. You want to go with everybody? I know you're trying to escape. You can't go.
1: So I think this is smart of Pharaoh, as he knows that Moses will never leave the woman and the children behind. So he knows that if he only takes the men, he's... Ha- going to have to come back no matter what. Yeah, so I think it's honestly very smart on Pharaoh's part as he's telling Moses, you can take these people, but I'm going to kind of force you to come back.
2: Maybe in the festival, there's a, se- a, a special thing that women or children need to do.
0: So you're saying Aviv Moshe could say, oh, mwah, sorry, we got to take the women and the men because you know they have that special part with the women and the children. They do that dance thing and the men don't do that. But here's the question then. Why didn't Moshe just come out and say it? We're leaving. Seven plagues have happened. And the courtiers said, actually in Pasuk 7, enough already. Egypt is being destroyed. Why didn't Moses just come out and say, all right, we're all leaving. My.
1: Well, Moses knew that if he was going to just say that he's leaving, it's going to make Pharaoh kind of like, he. Pharaoh doesn't want them to leave. He's... At this point, he's already got most of his empire destroyed, but he still wants his, most of his servants to stay. I think that, that it makes sense that they just leave, because
2: who wants Egypt to be even more destroyed? Like, think
1: logically, Pharaoh.
0: All right, let's see how logically Pharaoh is thinking. Mai, would you read Pasuk 10 for us?
1: He, Pharaoh, said to them, so be it. May Adonai be with you, just as I send you and your little ones. Beware, for evil confronts you.
0: Okay, so, all right, you want to go with everybody? Watch out, evil confronts you. And then he says, ah, that's not right. Only the men can go.
2: What does it mean when it says, beware, for evil confronts you? So maybe Moses is thinking of his God, maybe Pharaoh's on the other end. He's thinking of his God of evil, That he might send off to the Jews that are going to
0: go there. Oh, when Pharaoh says, beware of evil, he means his god of evil. Well, let's see if the Hebrew backs you up. Mai, will you read where it says, beware of evil?
1: Ra is the
2: king of the Egypt gods. So Ra will do evil on
0: you. Hold on. You're saying when the text says... It's not that we should translate it Ra as evil from Hebrew, but it's Egyptian for Ra, the god. That's what you're saying? Well, for, tell me more about Ra.
2: Ra, he's the god of all of the gods. Like, he's the leader of the gods. Like, um, God is the leader of our people. Ra is the same to the um, Egyptian gods. So he's saying
1: our leader, our, our main god, Ra, is going to do evil on you. So I find this interesting since they are going to a festival of sacrifices. So I think this is interesting because if you're comparing it, they're both trying to like put the two religions next to each other, the two gods, like, we'll see which one is real. And we see even earlier on in the chapter how the Egyptian magicians in some sort of way are trying to show how their god can be just as powerful as the Jewish god is too. So I, I think it's like we're going to see who's the most powerful, your god or my god.
0: Beautiful. Okay, seven plagues. You're destroying us. Your god is pretty powerful. I'll let you go, but the final confrontation is going to be your god versus our god of gods, Ra.
2: <gasps> He's the god of the sun. Why the sun that? god, Ra.
0: Uh-huh, the sun god. So what difference does that make?
2: Well, isn't the next plague going to be darkness? Maybe the next, the darkness plague will destroy Ra,
1: the sun god.
0: Uh, Or that would just be amazing. That would actually support Aviv's reading of Ra as the sun god. So Pharaoh would say, beware of our sun god Ra. And Moses would say, oh yeah, take this plague of darkness that eclipses your sun god. But darkness is plague number nine. And what's next is actually plague eight. Let's find out what that is. Um, Mai, can you read Pasuk 12?
1: Adonai said to Moshe, stretch out your hand over the land of Egypt to bring the locusts, and they um, will emerge upon the land of Egypt. They will eat all the vegetation in the land.
0: Ah, locusts, not darkness. That would have been perfect. Or Wait. Oh, hold on a second. I'm just noticing something here I've never paid attention to in the past. Um, Mai, would you read verse 15 for us?
1: They covered the visible surface of the land so that the land was darkened. They ate all the vegetation of the land and all the fruit of the trees.
0: shach Choshech, the land became dark. My gosh, there it is. Aviv Or, you're really onto something here. Pharaoh says, beware of my son God Ra. It's confronting you. And Moses brings a plague of locusts, which choshech darkens the land, and then brings a plague of pure darkness,
1: it's kind of like showing where's your god now to help you. Our god is so much more powerful that your god couldn't even shine through it, couldn't bring you a little bit of light. Our god has just put complete darkness over your land. So, like, where's your god now? All three plagues are underestimating Ra. There he's like, oh, you
2: have the sun god Ra. Well, locusts, nope. Darkness, nope. Killing of the firstborn, sorry, nope. Ra is not real. Our, our
0: conversation about light and darkness, justice and repression continued, but I don't want to steal the thunder from your possible study with a friend or a family member. I did want to leave you with a few thoughts from our tradition, however. Rashi, the 11th century French commentator who most Torah readers will turn to right away, has a similar insight on this verse about beware of Ra. He quotes a midrash, a rabbinic tale, that goes as follows. There is a star named Ra, evil. So Pharaoh said to them, I see by astrological means that that star is rising to meet you in the wilderness, and it is a sign of destruction. Rashi has some textual proof for this, because later in chapter 32, after the Israelites spilled the golden calf, and God says to Moshe, I'm just going to destroy them. Moshe says, oh, you can't do that. Lama yomru, hotsiam Larogatam. Why will you let Egyptians say, "Because of Ra, you took them out of Egypt? Now, Rashi is going with this evil star, but if he had known a little more Egyptian mythology, like some of my students, I think he would have gone with their reading, because their reading actually answers another long-standing question, which is, when they apportioned the different Pashot, when they split up the Torah into different portions, why didn't they put all ten plagues in a single portion? That would make sense. But instead, they did seven in one portion and three in the other. Well, it seems my students are saying there's something unique that connects the last three, and that is the destruction of Ra, and that is darkness. Now you might ask, well, how does the last plague, the death of the firstborn, involve darkness? Well, after some research, it turns out the third plague happens at midnight, Chatzot, the darkest time, and it destroys the firstborn god, Ra Horakti. That would be Shachmat. In English, we say checkmate, Hashechmate, the king has died. So you see, the final three plagues are the end of the game. But it's not the end of our study. I hope you'll leave us a message, or maybe write us an email, or maybe even rate us on iTunes or Spotify. And then be sure to come back next week with three new scholars. We look forward to learning with you.